Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode, episode eight of Generation on a Mission. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about how to effectively communicate with your child after a moment of discipline or any negative moment that you might have with your child, which it happens more times than you might want to care to admit, which is why we're having this conversation. And we're going to talk about why it's important to send them with a message of hope after he's done doing all the things that warrant the discipline. And this is especially important to remember on those days when you've lost all hope in everything that you've done as a parent because your kid is in a mood and I know we all have those days. Hang in there though and don't lose hope in yourself as a parent because you are doing a phenomenal job. Parenting is hard. It's not easy and we all have those days where we're like, what, what happened? I thought I had this under control and then all of a sudden, boom, everything flies out of the window and here we are. But we're going to learn learn how to find more success when it comes to getting your kids to listen. I often hear the question, how do I get my kids to listen? How do I get my kids to listen? There's not one simple fix. It is an all-encompassing, intentional little changes that you can make throughout your day-to-day interactions with your kid that help getting your kid to listen. There's never a one-size-fits-all solution. But here today, we're going to talk about a tip that you can start implementing to help get your kid to listen because it creates more mutual respect between the two of you as the parent and as the child. So let's get pumped up and ready for today's show. Here we go. Hey there, mama. If you want to raise empowered kids who actually listen while parenting biblically, you're in the right place. Not only does this podcast help you strengthen their spiritual gifts and walk in purpose at a young age, but it also teaches you how to parent with intention. Welcome to the Generation on a Mission podcast, where we focus on fostering our children's leadership skills so they can become world changers. Hi, I'm Michelle Schaff, former classroom educator turned parent educator, blogger, and podcaster, all while changing dirty diapers, drinking lukewarm coffee, and leaning on Jesus. Grab your headphones, whip out the tata, and start feeding your baby. We've got some learning to do. So here's us over the past few days. Thanks to our own doing as parents, yes, our mistake, our toddler has been a little, let's say, edgy. And it's our fault because, you know, well, summer, summer's here and it's so hard to keep a routine in the summer. And when routines are off, so is the overall demeanor of your little one. And it's not like he's impacted by the change itself, like when we go to grandparents' houses because he actually enjoys being there, but overall he's getting less sleep. And then when he's at home with us, it's not as fun because, you know, we're not hanging with the grandparents and that's causing him to be a little bit more testy and less compliant than usual. And as we all know, the less compliant a little one is, the more discipline we have to give, which makes less life enjoyable for everyone involved. And that's been us. We've been having to implement a little bit more discipline because our toddler is off his regular routine and here we are trying to be reactive instead of proactive in our parenting. And it's actually quite amazing and not particularly in a good way to see the switch from all, I'm hunky-dory, everything's going so fine and I'm being so kind and helpful to Nothing you say as my parent is going to make me do what you're asking me to do. Not going to happen. So I'm just going to scream at you for what seems like an eternity. And then it's like when a switch is flipped, 
and he can't handle himself and his emotions, my switch is flipped and I can't handle myself and my emotions. And the stern, yelly, do as I say voice comes out or consequences need to be enforced and discipline happens and then things just feel all negative and dark for both me and my kid because I keep feeling like, oh, all I'm doing is yelling at him all day and all he is feeling is, oh, all my mom is doing is yelling at me all day. It's not fun and no one's having fun and what do we do? And the thing is, is we all know that we're not supposed to yell, as in research shows that the more we yell, the more harm it does than good. So we have to figure out a solution of what happens after we yell. And, you know, we as parents continue to be a work in progress, but the negative interactions, of course, still happen. And it's how we handle those moments that define how our kids feel after the fact. And it also contributes to their perception of how they should handle life's adversities as they continue to grow. You have to think about what are you modeling to them as you are disciplining them? Are you modeling that how we handle things is to yell and never visit the situation again and just let it go and pray that everything's okay? Or are you modeling that we need to go back and revisit this to make sure that we have a good handle on what happened and how to move forward? So after, you know, a negative exchange happens, it's up to us as to how we move forward. We could again slide it under the rug and pretend it it never happened. We could keep yelling and focusing on the negative stressful moments that are happening and choose to stay overwhelmed, which of course leads to more negative interactions and stress and more, oh my gosh, moments. Or we could choose to exercise grace, offer forgiveness and talk about it and move on. So like I said, we have to keep that in mind. What behavior do we want to model for our kids? Because I'm telling you, they're going to be modeling that same behavior when they have an interaction with a friend later on in life or even their kids down the road. Now, we've already touched on the importance of showing humility and asking for forgiveness when we as parents are in the wrong. But what about those days when your child is in a mood and it's just one blow after another and you feel like you're disciplining all day long? Like, as I mentioned, when you throw off their routine. It's super hard, yes. But you have to remember the importance of leaving each interaction on a positive note. And some days are more difficult than others. But you have to provide them with a message of hope that they aren't actually all bad. Even though there are days when it may seem like it. And I know there are days when my toddler is on a roll. (laughs) And those days don't look pretty. But... Just a little side note, tangent, whatever you want to call it, before I discipline or continue disciplining, I do have to remind myself that it's all in my phrasing. And then again, some days it doesn't matter how I phrase, let's keep the dirt on the ground. In the end, it still gets thrown and I have to tell him to stop in a reactive mode instead of a proactive mode. But I still have to keep the phrasing in the back of my mind as a proactive tool to try to keep my toddler feeling like he's being successful at living life as an explorative toddler. So what I ask myself in these moments is, am I telling my toddler to stop a negative behavior or am I asking him to show me that he is capable of doing a positive one? Think about the difference of that message. What message does that send? Are you asking him to stop an undesirable task or are you asking him to show him how capable he is of doing the right thing, which leads him to feeling more confident? So as you're moving forward with life, you need to think about, okay, am I telling him to stop, which ultimately leads to more negative behaviors because he knows that you don't want him to do it, or are you asking him to do something the right way 
that he can show you how to get it done and become more confident in his willingness to explore and also willingness to be obedient to what you're asking him to do. But back to what I was saying, there are those times when the proactive phrasing just isn't cutting it because you know toddlers <laughs> and I do have to put him in timeout or I do have to implement consequences and those are hard blows for my little dude and those can escalate into some hardcore tantrums but I still have to figure out how to leave him with a message of hope that even though he made a bad choice that doesn't make him a bad kid and that I forgive him and you know that's the grace that the Lord taught us how to give I need to give that to my toddler. And I know speaking from experience on those really tough days, the wall of pride has to come down because I am just not in the mood to exercise grace or positively praise him because my mind has already gone to, well, this day is terrible. My toddler is acting terribly and nothing I can say or do is going to fix it because he's in a mood and now I'm in a mood, which is not a good approach to handling the day. So I have to constantly remind myself to take off that lens as a parenting lens and put on the lens of grace and I know things will turn around after I do that. And sometimes it's all about perception because wouldn't you know it, my toddler's behavior is always worse when I'm in a bad mood. It's funny how that works, isn't it? it? Makes you wonder why. Why is my toddler's behavior worse when I'm in a bad mood? Because you're in a bad mood and they feed off of that. FYI. But anyway, I also try to stay away from telling my toddler that he's being a bad boy. Like, why are you being a bad boy? What kind of a message does that send? And I try to refrain from telling him to be a good boy when he's making bad choices. And the reason I do this is because if he's not making great choices and I tell him to be a good boy, that's implying that he's not a good boy. I want him to feel like he is a good boy who just happens to be making toddler choices. I shouldn't tell him that he's being a bad boy just because he's being a toddler. I tell him that his choices are not kind or safe choices. And sometimes I ask if he's wearing his bad guy mustache if I think it'll snap him out of the mood he's in. But if I tell him that he's being a bad boy, well, that kind of defines how he's supposed to be acting. Well, mom, bad boys are bad. So I'm going to continue to keep making bad choices because I'm a bad boy and that's what you're telling me. And I say this because I often hear parents saying, you need to be a good boy. Be a good boy for Grammy. Were you a good boy or are you a bad boy? Like we don't need to talk like that to them anymore because that starts to define who they are. So if my little guy does something that isn't in line with our expectations, like he's yelling, hitting, or being demanding, I will tell him to try again. And this is a tool that I have in my back pocket when he does something he's not supposed to do. And it gives him a chance to prove that he can do it the right way. And there may be more to it depending on the offense. Like I might have to offer a consequence or like put him in timeout if he hits. But I always want to give him a chance to try again. And that usually at least helps the behavior a little bit. Like he'll rephrase something and if he's being demanding like, Where's my grapes? I say, okay, try again. And he said, oh, well, may I please have my grapes? And he will ask just like that because he knows the right way to do it. And he gets his grapes and I don't have to tell him, you need to use your manners. I just say, try again. And that way he knows that he wasn't meeting expectation in the first place. And now he's confident that he knows how to ask the right way. I'm going to cover the try again approach and a little bit more in depth in another episode, but it's one of my favorite ways to correct undesired behavior because it does send a message to him that I believe he knows the right way to do something and he can prove to me that he knows the right way to do it and feel confident in his abilities. It just doesn't send as negative a message as 
stop doing what you're doing. Instead, it says, hey, try again to do it the right way and prove to me that you can make a good choice. And when my toddler is making bad choices, this tool is probably the most important that I would consider when my toddler is screaming at me and I'm talking like the whole gamut, total toddler meltdown, and there's literally nothing I can do to stop it. I just try to hug him and remind him that I still love him despite the choices that he's making. Because sometimes they just can't control their emotions. They have all of these feelings inside their little bodies and sometimes they're just too tired and they don't know how to express themselves so they just explode. But I'll just sit there with him sometimes and remind him that he's capable of making good choices and that I can't wait for him to show me what kind of great choices he can make. And sometimes all I can do is sit there and love him through the tantrum. And that's so important for you to remember that if nothing else is working, just remind your kid that you love him through whatever it is he's going through. And if it's an instance where he needs to be left alone because I've tried everything under the sun to get him to stop and I've already reminded him of what he's capable of of accomplishing and that he's able to make great choices, I will tell him, honey, it looks like you need some space because you're not making great choices. I will be back when you can show me how to be in control of your body which looks like you meeting this expectation XYZ and how to act kindly. So for instance, there was this one day where my parents were at my house after my surgery and my toddler was just like all over the place because, you know, new routine with me adjusting to surgery. He was trying to see what he could get away with and he was started screaming in bed and I couldn't get up to help him at the time and my dad went in there to help him out and my dad was like, hey, are you having a bad dream? And he said, yes, he was. Well, I had to go back in and tell my dad, no, he was not having a bad dream. I saw it all on the monitor. He was just screaming because he didn't want to lay down anymore. And that threw my toddler for a loop and he was just gone after that and I'm talking like screaming nothing I could say or do would help him through that situation and I reminded him that he could make good choices and he didn't want to make good choices and I told him eventually that you know what I'm just gonna wait and leave you here until you can show me that you can lay in your bed quietly because that is your expectation at this time it's nap time and you're your job right now is to lay quietly. I will be back in and visit you when you are done laying down quietly. And he did. He eventually laid down quietly. And after that, I told him, I knew you could lay down in your bed. I knew you could do it. And I'm so glad that you chose to make that choice. You showed me that you were capable of making the right choice and laying down. And now you're telling me that you're ready for nap. So then after nap, we can move on and play. And that's my next tip for leaving your little one with a message of hope after you're disciplining them. Always remind them as soon as you catch them doing something good, something that they're supposed to be doing, you need to let them know that you saw them doing the right thing right away so that they are focused more on their successes and the right things that they knew that they could do as opposed to their behaviors that they did right before that. So another example, like if my toddler is not wanting to wash his hands and he's just throwing his fit and nothing I can say or do is helpful I will, as soon as I see him making that good choice and washing his hands, I will say something like, I knew you could wash your hands all by yourself. Or thank you for showing me that you could wash those germs off of your hands and keep your hands healthy and our family healthy. That was a really responsible choice you made. And this tells him that even though he made a mistake, he was able to correct himself and do it the right way. And when I do that, I'm putting my focus on his success. 
successes and not on his behavior, like I mentioned before. Now, don't get me wrong, we still need to address the negative behavior which comes after the fact, but my goal is to help him remember that he knows how to behave the right way. He knows how to spread kindness and be responsible and make good choices. And it's my job to catch him when he proves that he is more than capable of making great choices. And that's hard sometimes when you're having such a bad day and you're like so flustered and frustrated because (laughs) you're just in that mindset. But I'm telling you, as soon as you start focusing on the good that he's doing, that'll help him feel like, yeah, I'm ready to do more good things because I'm not focused on all of the negative things that I'm doing and the behaviors that I shouldn't be doing. I'm focusing on what I can do. But if I do need to implement a consequence, I also leave a message of hope with him in that regard saying, you know what, you lost your toy this time because you hit your brother and you made an unkind choice. But I know you can show me that you can earn it back by playing kindly with your brother later. Or if he's lost a bed buddy specifically, that's our consequence because he loves his bed buddies. And when he does a choice, if he makes a choice that he's not supposed to be making, then I tell him, you know what, you lost your bed buddy because you didn't go to the bathroom without any issues. But There's another chance for you to show me after nap that you can wash your hands without issues and you can earn it back. And I always make sure I tell him, there's another chance for you to show me after dot dot dot. So that way he knows there's a message for hope. Like, yeah, you know what? I didn't make a good choice this time, but that doesn't mean next time I'm also going to make that same bad choice. I am capable of making this good choice and he can still try again to do it the right way. And it's not a lost cause. It's not every time he goes to the bathroom, it's this, this way is (laughs) It's going to be issues every time he goes to the bathroom. That's not how it works. He knows that he is capable of doing it the right way. And that's ultimately my message that I'm trying to set it. And I'm telling you, the more you try leaving your kids with any message of hope afterwards, the better the relationship will be restored and the more your child will want to listen to you because he has that respect from you as his parent. But this is also so important. After any and every exchange that may be a little bit more defeating for him and negative, I always tell him that I still love him despite his behavior and that I know he's more than capable of making great choices that show God's love and shine his light. And if we want our kids to define themselves as good kids who are capable of being world changers, then we need to be intentional after those negative interactions to provide our kids with messages of hope that they're still able to accomplish the goal of being world changers and that they are still the light of God and they can still shine their light brightly even though in a moment they had a lapse. That doesn't define who they are. It's just a mistake and I'm going to tell you that I'm going to love you through it and I'm going to try everything I can to help you make sure you know that you're capable of doing amazing things and doing what I've asked you to do the right way. But if we don't go the extra step after disciplining, then we as parents are going to be left with kids who don't ever want to listen because they can't do anything right. And that's going to be their mindset. If I just get reamed all the time, why am I going to want to try anymore as a kid? If I know I can't ever do anything to please my mom, well, hello, why am I even trying? It's fun to make you upset, mom. It's fun. I'm going to keep doing it because I know you don't like it and that flusters you and I find enjoyment out of getting you agitated and the more they see you okay mom's not playing around mom mom's gonna 
keep her patience, but mom's also going to let me know that she has hope that I can do things the right way. That's going to yield so much success for you as a parent. And it's exhausting, but it's worth it. So your challenge for this week is to try and make it a point to say something positive to your child after as many negative interactions as you can. And if it's not everyone, that's okay. But it needs to be a majority of the time, especially if it's a day where they are just fighting you tooth and nail for everything. Try to squeeze in those positive moments as often as you can. And even if you happen to not rephrase the direction in a positive way and you say something like, stop picking your nose, make it a point to say, even if you say it in the negative way that tells him to stop doing something, that's okay. But if he does stop, say, hey, thank you so much for making a healthier choice. So that way your kiddo knows that you're still noticing the positive things he's doing and not just the negative ones. And before you know it, it's going to start affecting his overall demeanor and may even help with compliance, like I mentioned earlier, which is something that we all want as parents. The more your kiddo respects you and the more they know that mutual respect is there, the more they're going to want to be compliant. And that is an overall, it's like an umbrella of discipline. You can't just do one thing. It's all encompassing. And this is just one of the tools that you have in your back pocket to help get your child to listen. But that's all from me. I'd love to hear your successes If you found success or you loved or learned anything from this episode, please be sure to share it in your stories and tag me on Instagram at Michelle Schaff and I will tag you right back in mine. All right, see you next time. Real quick before you go, if today's episode made you laugh, learn, or love your littles a little more, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a written review for the Generation on a Mission podcast. If you're needing simple ideas to boost learning for your kiddo, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Michelle Shaw, S-C-H-A-U-F, or join our Facebook page at Generation on a Mission. See you next time.